Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. Are you looking for help with trying to lose weight? Well, this could be the solution for you. With a range of products such as shakes, boosters, capsules, and more, get started today simply by adding Kirsty on Facebook using the link in the show notes and get started today. For the ad-free version of this podcast, please visit our Patreon page and become a patron at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts in that month and all of the previous ad-free podcasts that we've done. Head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. The link's in the description. Welcome to Entertainment Talk TV. It is Entertainment Talk's podcast for the TV that we choose to talk about. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today is Robert. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Good. Yeah, we just got done with a uh, our gaming podcast, and I said at the end that we may or may not do a TV podcast, so here it is. Uh, so I'm going to jump straight in with... Uh, I wrote down a list of some shows, and I wrote down the ones that you just told me about um i have a fun little other thing we can do and then we have some like listeners sort of questions and stuff so um first one is jack whitehall's travels there's this thing on i think it would be available in the u.s netflix i think it was one of their originals that they do um basically he went on this gap year type thing although i think it was for two weeks with his father uh, it's called michael whitehall um and he basically went to, uh, I think it was Thailand and stuff. I couldn't keep track of the countries that he went to. There was two different ones. Um, and he basically just did some exploring and stuff. And you found out like a bit about his dad and like how they do and don't get on sometimes. Um, I'm already a Jack Whitehall fan, so this, so this was what like attracted me to it. Um, and sometimes like his dad will, will stay at the hotel and do some stuff by himself and jack goes and uh does some stuff by himself as well um like there's this parkour thing that jack goes to and michael's like okay clearly i'm not going to be able to do that and then he stays and he's writing this like book and stuff um his dad struggles to get in some of this stuff like i, I know he's uh, a much older guy and that um and it is really funny some of the things that they come out with and sometimes like you know, his father will say to him, like, you know, you're the worst and you've really annoyed me and stuff like this. And then towards the end, it's more like, uh, thank you, Jack, for taking on this journey and stuff. Because um, I'm guessing that he's retired, so that's how he has the time. And Jack basically took, you know, just took two weeks of his schedule, cleared it, and said uh, that because at the age of eight, he got sent to boarding school. Um, and basically, Jack said, like, in his narrations and stuff, that uh, he never got a chance to do the gap year. I think he said he's 28 now, uh, Jack Whitehall. Um, so he said, like, before he gets too old, basically, he wants to do this uh, gap year with his father and stuff. Uh, it's six episodes. They're about 30 to 35 minutes each. Uh, I thought it was really good. Have you heard of this at all? I had not. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's going on with Netflix. Um, I, I tend to miss a lot of stuff. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, have you have you heard of Jaguar at all? No. No. Uh, he's basically a uh, British comedian. 
He's been on, uh, he did this thing called Bad Education, which was basically him playing as a, a, a British comedy he, he did where he played as a teacher. Uh, there was three seasons and then I think a film that finished it. Um, and then he was on this uh, Channel 4 sitcom called Fresh Meats, which is basically him playing this character that lives like a student life and there was a couple of people from like the in-betweeners in like joe thomas uh there were some other actresses and actors that were quite good in that so he's basically like a british comedian that's done some like you know stand up some sitcom stuff and that sort of thing so i i i've enjoyed uh following his work he's also doing this new series called bounty hunter it starts on sky this week on wednesday um I don't know when it would when it would come to the US. Uh so that's um the thing with him. Um I watched this other thing called Black Lake. Have you heard of it at all? I've heard of it, but I've never really seen anything about it. Okay. It's basically I think I might have talked about it last time on T V talk, but I, I um have gotten further, so I'll I'll talk about that as well. Basically these uh I think they're Swedish. These students they go to basically have this vacation at this uh, ski house type thing, like you know the place in Until Dawn, the mm-hmm. PS4 game. Uh, sort of, it it's kind of like that actually. Um, there's like this weird curse thing that's going around. Uh, the more I think about it, actually, it's quite similar to Until Dawn, but it hasn't got like ghouls and stuff. Like you know, there's the uh, ghouls in Until Dawn that like chase after you and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a bit, it's quite similar to that, but. Um, just set in a different country and stuff. Um, I've got one episode left, which I'm going to watch later. Uh, so there's eight of them. They've been doing doubles. Uh, BBC has been doing doubles um, on Saturdays, and I've got one one left to watch. And in the seventh episode, they went like full on Game of Thrones. They I won't say which characters they killed, but they killed off like four characters in an episode, just like sort of straight after the other. Uh, it was quite shocking, but like. The story, had, the characters had reached this kind of breaking point with each other because there was these arguments and things that were happening and people, uh, some of the characters believing what was happening because there was like this, um, there was this sort of disease, curse type thing that uh, haunted the characters and it was essentially, um, if one of the characters had like red eyes, they would have the disease and it would sort of be either they have to kill someone by a certain point or they would die. I know it sounds quite like cliche and stuff, but it, it's quite a fun series, and I always um, I like those sort of survival type uh, shows with a bit of like horror mystery type thing thrown in. Uh, so that's been quite good. I'm going to watch the final episode, and then maybe I'll I'll come back in a few weeks and give you my thoughts on the season as a whole. I don't know if it's got a second season yet, but um, who knows? Maybe they only did one season, and this wraps up the story. Which, with the amount of characters that died in the last episode, it's entirely possible. Uh, but that's been quite good as well. I'm not sure where that would be in, in the US. Maybe like BBC America or, or something. Uh, have you been watching The Gifted? I have. I like it a lot. Good. Uh, uh, it's got a couple of actors in it that I'm familiar with other things Yeah. that they've done. Uh, so, you know, obviously that's an incentive for me to watch it. But I think it's a really interesting, smart take on being an X-Men franchise without being about the X-Men. Because mm-hmm. if you remember in the very first episode, they specifically say the X-Men are gone and the Brotherhood is gone. Mm-hmm. So they obviously set the world as to where 
they are at in terms of you know the franchise, but they're not they're probably not going to have any cameos from those characters. Yeah, I I, I don't think they will either. Um, yeah, I've been reviewing it weekly along with what's next on my list, which is Star Trek. Um, so I just wanted to write those two down to get sort of your opinion because my opinion's yeah already out there. Uh, so what do you think of Star Trek so far? Have you have you been watching it? Uh, I haven't been watching it because over here in the States, it's part of CBS Access Exclusive. Yeah. So you have to sign up for CBS's premiere web service to even watch it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did have the first two episodes free. Um, And so I did see those, and I thought it was interesting. But past that, I really haven't had uh, um, any other interaction with it. Hmm. Okay. So what's what's the deal with it then? Does that mean that the episodes just don't air on CBS? Like they're completely exclusive? I don't know if they air on CBS and I'm just missing it. But if you want to... A lot of the shows that I watch because of the schedule that I keep, um, I actually watch it like after the fact. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of the shows that I'd like to watch for leisure are, the sa- are at the same time for the shows that we do for the CW show. Yeah. So I'll watch the CW shows so I can watch those live and fresh, and then I'll watch the other shows like on Hulu or on other apps or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I've moved, I don't have access to nearly the number of channels that I used to. So a lot of the shows that I kind of watch, um, you know, just as an aside or when there's nothing new on, I have to watch those exclusively through the app. Yeah. And so I can't get a lot of it. And so I've only seen like the first two episodes of uh, Discovery. Okay, yeah, I see. It seems like a weird thing for CBS to do, to like have them on that service. Are they like definitely uh, C- exclusive, CBS or, or, kind of a, or are you not sure? Yeah, CBS is pretty proprietary about stuff like that. Yeah, like none of their shows that are on CBS you're gonna find on any other streaming su- service outside of the app. So you're never going to see like last week's episode of Big Bang Theory or anything like that on Hulu or. Uh, whatever Sky or whatever whatever the equivalent is on that um, uh, from on the UK, it's just going to be through the CBS app. And if you don't have that subscription, you can't watch a lot of back catalogs. Hmm. Like uh, I watch a lot of stuff from the History Channel because they always have. It might not be like historical, but it'll always be something interesting. Okay. And pretty much all the channels on all the shows I do, the entire catalog is viewable. So there's a show called Forge with Fire, where it's basically uh, a competition uh, where people make weapons. So like oh. they actually have to forge like knives and swords and whatnot, but like from scratch. They'll and they'll have like a twist to it. Like they'll have to cut a part off of a car and then turn that into a dagger, huh. and then they subject the dagger to like actual hard trials to where like they'll try to chop through bone or they'll see how sharp it is by slicing 10 apples in a row you know weird stuff like that um and it's interesting to me because so much of what i do is digital like we've never met because you know we're on skype and we're doing the podcast and you know we play video games and all all your friends online are in other states and then because so much of what i do is digital something very physical like that like making a knife i find interesting uh but I don't have the History Channel anymore, but I still have the login for that channel so I can watch those episodes. But CBS doesn't do that. Even if you sign up 
as for a CBS account, uh, unless you get a paid subscription, a lot of the back stuff you can't watch. Oh, at least okay. over here. All right. Um, next thing, uh, Walking Dead is another like get your thoughts on type thing. We did a preview podcast recently, um, which hopefully you'll be able to listen to before uh, the episode airs if you're in the US or the UK. Uh, are you excited for season eight? Yeah, um, uh, the the promos and the advertising that have been around here just say all out war. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure where they're going to go with the season, but obviously a lot of things are going to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta imagine there's going to be more than a few fans upset when characters get killed off. Yes. Um, obviously, since the season hasn't even aired yet, we don't know who's going to happen to what. But you don't you don't have a show promo that says all out war without having people getting killed off. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so I hope that this season is is good as well. Um, of course, I already gave my like I said, I already gave my thoughts in the preview podcast, and we'll have our reviews out Wednesdays. Uh, starting this week as well. Um, the Inhumans, have you watched any of it? I have been watching it. Um, it's interesting. Uh, obviously, one of the main characters is from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, and so seeing him get to expand his range a little bit. Of course, I remember him uh, from Misfits. from the For the first couple of seasons of Misfits when he was on that. Yeah. Uh, so it's always good to see actors and actresses in something a little bit more niche you know, start to become more mainstream and start to get more popular. So uh, interesting take. I mean, I'm not that familiar with the Inhumans as a franchise, so mm-hmm. a lot of it I'm just, you know, going in cold on. Me too. Um, some of the acting I like, uh, Black Bolt character, I mean, it's he's kind of dead-faced. Okay. Which is interesting because when you're a character that literally can't speak, you have to show so much of your emotion just through your facial expressions. Right, body language and, and I don't, whatnot. And yeah. he's not really doing it that much. I mean, I can kind of understand his character motivation of being like reserved and aloof after, you know, when you, you, you know, you whisper and you kill your parents. Right. Um, that kind of thing. Uh, but you would think that he would have a lot more emotion showing out of like his eyes mm-hmm. um and that's not the case uh the rest of the characters i mean they're okay nobody that i'm really overly invested in um outside of lockjaw but you know i'm an animal nut so anytime <laughs> you put an animal in there i'm gonna root for it okay i i've heard nothing but bad things over here uh the first episode does show on sky one uh this wednesday uh, it actually airs next to Jack Whitehall's uh, new bounty hunter thing that I that I um, talked about earlier. So I, I'm I'm still gonna try the first episode, but yeah, I, I'm not expecting much at all, and I would be pretty surprised given um, the ratings have been poor and the critical buzz has been very poor. I'd be very surprised if it did get a second season. I just Given the state that I've heard that it's in, I don't see that happening. But maybe that was just one of them kind of like, okay, we tried to do a film with this. It didn't work. We're going to do a series. Series didn't work, so let's just kind of not do it thing. Um, Maybe maybe it will be like the TV version of Fantastic Four. Like, they just can't get it right type thing. Um, Because we don't really know what happened with the film and why 
that didn't work, but obviously something has gone wrong along the line somewhere. So I'll watch the first episode um, and, uh, and see what I think after that. Uh, so moving on to stuff that I haven't given opinions on, but have written down. Uh, there's a show called Argyle, which is in its third season um, on BBC. So the first season had Lacey Turner in it. The second season has Michelle Keegan, uh, and her story did follow on to the third season. I thought it might be like an anthology type thing, um, and I'm not sure how closely the second season connects to the first, because uh, I, I never watched the first season. Um, but uh, Michelle Keegan was in a uh, British soap over here called uh, Coronation Street. Uh, I never watched it myself, but I was always interested in like what she could do as an actress, because she's always been... A lot of people said that she was very good on the show and good in other things she's been in. And this is the first kind of thing I've properly seen her in, and she is pretty She's pretty good at what, at what she does in the show. Um, and I'm glad that the third season does continue her story. Um, those are like five episodes that I can hour each, so it's a nice short little sort of season. Uh, which I do, I do like the sort of break in terms of that, like going over to the... To, British shows, you know, you're f familiar with some of the environments and stuff, or I am at least, um, and then like, you get the nice shorter seasons, um, so that's that's been really, really good as well. Uh, there's this particular character in the show, who I think she's the youngest in the group, um, and she seems to be refusing to follow orders and stuff, and there was a case in episode, I think, one or two, when... Um, Michelle's uh, character, Michelle Keegan's character, was stuck in this in this building. Some debris had fallen on her and this other guy that were in there, uh, and they, they were like trapped and couldn't get out. Uh, so this younger woman that I just mentioned, uh, she comes along and she's just, over the last couple of episodes, she's had this history of like being like hot headed and jumping into situations and like uh, disobeying or not not necessarily disobeying orders, just not caring or following them um and she manages to actually get michelle's character and the other guy out of the building and she gets like this bit of praise and stuff for it um so she's been kind of an interesting character to have in the show as well she wasn't in the uh in the second season that character and it's it's changed itself a bit because in the second season uh with michelle's character um you saw a bit more of her normal life as well um and her like you know the, the local estate kind of life that she had but this season seems to be more like she's just out on this really long mission and she hasn't like come home for anything yet um so unless the story the stories were just different so uh but it's still been a, a very good third season so i'm enjoying that as well um room 104 i think this is a hbo show have you heard it or seen it at all uh, nope, that's not anything that's popped up for me. Okay, I th I think I remember the HBO, um, because even with, like, Game of Thrones over here, you get the Sky Atlantic logo, and then you get the HBO thing that pops up, so it tells you that it's still a HBO production. Um, I think I remember it coming up with Room 104, I, th I think so, I can't quite fully remember, but it's basically, um, these shorts, they're kind of short stories, where it's like, each episode is its own, like, anthology, and... They're all set in the same hotel room. Now, granted, a lot of hotel rooms probably look the same. Like, you know, the generic kind of hotel look that you can kind of have. Um, but basically, like, it just... 
each episode has a different situation, different thing that happens. They're entirely like separate and different and stuff. Uh, some of them like supernatural, some of them aren't. Um, there's been three episodes so far. There is a fourth one out there that I haven't seen yet that I'm going to watch later today. Uh, does it sound interesting to you? Uh, it might be something that I pick up at some point. Yeah. Uh, so they're about 20, 20 to 25 minutes, I think. Um, and it's essentially, essentially you just get this short story and it's like wrapped up. And then, um, the interesting thing is like when David was not necessarily pitching it to me, but when, when we were talking about it on Geek Town, um, he was kind of saying like, you know, how it takes place in this hotel. And I thought, okay, well you see like any of the rest of the hotel, but you don't even see like outside the hotel room door, which is still kind of interesting. Um, cause with a 22 minute episode, there's only so much time you have to show certain things. Um, but that's been, that's been really, really good as well. Um, so that's the end of my kind of list. I did write down your stuff as well. Uh, so you mentioned Lucifer. Yeah, I'm still watching Lucifer. It's, uh, again, not 100% sure that I like the show, but I really like Tom Ellis's portrayal okay. of the character. Uh, he just brings such an energy to it and just a unique way of looking at, you know, I'm the Prince of Darkness. What would I do? Um, mm. And it's just so, you know, not like super, super evil. And plus they're taking a really interesting turn with the third season, so... Okay, are you caught up to it? Yeah, I'm caught up to it. Cool. Uh, yeah, I've, I haven't seen the, the show myself. It's on Fox over there, isn't it? Yeah, it's on Fox. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime over here. And I think Fox have started showing some of it. Uh, I watched this Talking Dead preview last week for Season 8 of Walking Dead. And in the Fox adverts, they had an advert for Lucifer. And I wasn't sure like what season that was for. I think that's like a... Like, Fox has picked up the first season or something. Like you have weird things in this country where, like... Uh, I'll take two examples. Better Call Saul is on Netflix over here, and it airs, it's added to Netflix a day after the AMC airing. But at the moment, BT are advertising it as well, but they're only showing the first season. So it's like some of these other channels get some of the shows later, so in case, like, you don't have Netflix or something. Um, the same thing is happening with Orange's new black i think like um i saw some sort of poster advert that said the first season of that is airing on bt so i'm not sure what's going on but anyway um so third season's good you said mm -hmm. cool uh so what's kind of like happening in the show uh well i mean this is going to get a little bit spoilery right. but uh, they ended the season for season two they had uh, god's uh, they had lucifer's mother basically you know, obviously, you know, they, when you think of the Christian mythology, you know, God created the universe, but he didn't do it alone. Basically, he did it with another woman. Yeah. And so uh, she was in the season the whole time. Uh, and she was like leaking power and was about to destroy the universe accidentally. And then he actually uses uh, Michael's holy flaming sword to open up a dimensional barrier and send her into another dimension. And so that's how they ended the show. And then, you know, the last little snippet at the very, very end had uh, Lucifer in uh, the middle of the desert, completely alone. Uh, and he had his angel wings back, because in the show he had cut him off. 
Right. And so they opened up the third season. He's got his angel wings, only they weren't the blackened wings that they started out with. They were like pure white. And now uh, he's no longer has like his demon face. Okay. And so they're trying to figure out what does this mean? How's it going? What happens? That kind of stuff. So like some supernatural um, mystery and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the hard part about the show is they're still trying to balance between it being like a whodunit cop drama and uh, what's going on, you know, with that. And then, you know, kind of like the, the supernatural mythology, theology aspects of it. Okay. So is um, it is it a little bit like iZombie in that sort of sense? Uh, kind of. that's got some, like, cop stuff with the whole zombie virus mixed in. Yeah, I mean, that would be the, the co- closest equivalent that I could think of was to be, you know, through iZombie. Okay. Um, but past that, I mean, like I said, I, I watch it more because Tom Ellis is, like, a really interesting character that he's playing, and he just oozes this whole... Uh, I'm a bad boy kind of a thing going right. on. And it's really interesting to watch that. Okay. You can tell he has a lot of fun in that role. Good, good. So do you think I would enjoy it from like an iZombie aspect or? Uh, hard telling. I mean, okay. you can always, it's like anything else. You can always watch the premiere. Right. I mean, the right. premiere gives you a really good sense of the show and what it's going to do and where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And it's not like some premieres to where, you know, oh, you got to watch three episodes in or five episodes in. No, I mean, it's pretty much what it's going to be in the first episode. So if you like the first episode, then you can binge through it. And if you don't, then you don't. Cool. And, you know, yeah. no harm, no foul. So how, how much does it, like, balance the the real-life stuff or the, the, the two kind of elements that you talked about? Uh, it doesn't really balance it. I mean, it balances it okay. I mean, the, the supernatural stuff is really, really minimal. But it's also, in terms of, like, uh, character development and in terms of motivation. But it's it's very major in terms of plot direction. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where it stumbles a little bit because, you know, you'll have the cop stuff happen. And then that'll be the focus. But at the same time, something of the cop stuff vaguely leads into, you know, the supernatural stuff. Yeah. But probably my favorite part of the show throughout the whole series is the thought of Lucifer going to therapy. Oh, okay. Because that because that's one of the main characters, uh, Leslie Ann Brandt. Uh, she's a therapist, and so he's uh, you know trying to figure out what everything means. He gives up on running hell because God essentially assigned him that task, and he doesn't want to do it anymore. And that's why he's on Earth, is he's just like, screw this hell thing, I'm just going to run a hedonistic nightclub in L.A. Hmm. And then some things happen, and he starts seeing a therapist. And just that thought of, you know, the devil seeing a therapist is enough to keep me interested in the show. Hmm. I I have seen quite a few therapist scenes pop up lately. There was some in Mr. Robot recently. There was, I mean, the whole show of... Um... Gypsy, the Netflix original, was about a therapist. Um, and then there was also some in, in something else that I can't quite remember. But I've seen it kind of pop up a little bit more. Uh, oh, American Horror Story was was the other one. Although that's mm-hmm. a lot more minimal compared to the other two shows. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm always kind of interested to see how those are handled as well. Uh, so maybe, maybe I'll, I'll check it out in the winter or something. It, it does sound quite interesting to me. Um, the Orville, another one you said about? 
Yeah, the Orville's another one that I'm kind of watching and keeping up to date with. Uh, the easiest way to describe it is exactly what you would expect if Seth MacFarlane uh, took over a hybrid of Deep Space Nine and Star Trek Voyager. Right. I mean, it's kind of a weird description, but that's exactly what it is. It's got kind of mm. like the it's got Starfleet command structure, uh, you know, with the space agency and uh, exploring and going out and seeing the universe and hundreds of alien life forms and whatnot. Uh, it's got some actors that you might recognize, uh, although not so much. Uh, one of the main characters is actually T-Bone from from uh, Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Although he's in super prosthetics, so you're not going to recognize him outside of his voice. Right. Because he does have a rather distinctive voice. Um, uh, Penny Johnson Gerald, who did some time on 24, she's in it. Who? Who, sorry? Penny Johnson Gerald. Okay. She was in 24. Uh, let me look her character up real quick. You'll probably recognize her from the character name more than anything else. Okay. So it, uh, so it does a good mixture of, like, the spoof comedy stuff, maybe? Mm-hmm. It's not really uh, spoof comedy. Okay. It's more just comedy that... Uh, it's not making fun of Star Trek. It just happens to be, uh, uh, you know, in that same genre. Okay, so it's like a, a Star Trek comedy instead of a spoof, then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Penny Johnson, Gerald, she was in the last, she was in the middle couple seasons of Castle. Uh, she played the captain after the, the first captain left, so if you ever saw Castle, you'd recognize her from that. Uh, she played Sherry Palmer from 2001 to 2004 and 24. Yes, I recognize that that character. Yeah. She, yeah, she was so quite that's... big in the show until she wasn't in the show. <laughs> yeah, so that's where you would most likely know her for. Right. And it, her, it, her being on the show is actually the second part that's interesting because I mentioned Deep Space Nine. Uh, she was on uh, Deep Space Nine for four years. Huh. She was the love interest to uh, uh, Cisco's character. Hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so the other one you got down here is li- uh, I almost said little weapon, lethal weapon. Lethal weapon, yeah. Uh, lethal weapon is a TV show based off of the movies with uh, um, Donald Glover and uh, Mel Gibson. Donald Glover was in in it. Not, uh, uh, Danny, Danny Glover. I'm sorry. Okay, I was gonna say I kn- I've heard a lot about *Lethal Weapon*, but never anything to do with uh, Donald Glover. So, yeah, uh, Danny Glover. I'm sorry, I had Donald Glover on the brain because uh, *Spider-Man: Homecoming* <laughs> came out on DVD, and I watched that. I marathon that. Okay. Yes, you you don't have to be a huge huge fan of the *Lethal Weapon* movies to like the TV show, but it does help uh, because basically. That movie always kind of seemed more like a TV show in terms of character development, and so that's a lot of why I liked it, because you've got uh, Damon Waynes playing the Murtaugh character. Yeah. And he's a guy that's, you know, not, you know, getting ready to retire. They don't run that old gag of, I'm getting too old for this shit, which <laughs> I, obviously they can't say shit on TV anyway. Um, but, you know, it's a, somebody that's been on the force a long time, and they do the whole family aspect thing because, you know, his wife's professional and you know, he's got a couple older kids that are getting ready to go to college and he's got a younger kid. 
And then you've got the uh, Riggs character who has the same tragic backstory, you know, dead wife because of criminals and whatnot. Uh, and it just it plays out really, really well. The characters are really well cast in terms of showing that pain of, you know, I'm coming towards the end of my career. What do I do now in terms of like, you know, you know, life and what direction you take it versus the rich character uh, of Samurai Gourmet. You retire and then you yeah, you exactly. contemplate whether you drink a cold beer in the afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, and then you've got the Briggs character dealing with all that pain and all that loss and blaming yourself for it. And then there, it's it's just one of those things that it's just it never ceases to not be interesting to me because of the actors involved in it. And if you're a big uh, fan of Fast and the Furious franchise, uh, Joe Denna Brewster plays the therapist role oh. in that show. Another therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, cool. I'll may- maybe check that out eventually. I do have the DVDs of the films lying around here, but um, I've just never watched them. Um, so that's all of the t- list of the shows we've been watching. I glanced over some of them and, and that sort of thing. Uh, so what we're going to do now, I'm going to bring up the fun little topic that I-, I mentioned. If you had to listen to a TV theme tune uh, for 24 hours straight, so you can't sleep, you have to stay up for 24 hours, uh, what would it be? So I have my answer to hand, just so I can give you time to think. Uh, and then after we've done this, uh, we're going to do some like questions and stuff from, from people. Uh, do you have one to hand, or do you want me to say my one first? Uh, you go ahead. Uh, mine would be Game of Thrones, because uh, you got some you got some length in there. you got like, what, a minute and a half, maybe? Uh, mm-hmm. maybe a bit longer. Um, there's it's just a great song as well. I I have actually been listening to it while I like make posts and stuff for the site. Uh, not like on repeat over and over and over and over again, but I listen to it now now and again. Um, and it's just a great theme tune. It's one of the one of the better ones in TV, I think. Um, and there's just because you've got the longer song, you've got a lot of different beats and stuff that I don't think would get quite boring. And it's one of the I think just overall better theme tunes to listen to, and I don't feel like I don't feel like I would necessarily get bored of it. I don't think it would like sort of drive me crazy or anything like that. Um, so that's the one I'd go with. Yeah, if I had to pick one, uh, and this is admittedly this is a bit of a cop out. Okay. Um, they don't have like an official official theme song. But in Supernatural, every time they do a recap at the beginning of the episode, yeah. they play Kansas's song, uh, Carry On My Wayward Song, which okay. is a great song and is a great sing-along song. And so if I had to listen to anything for 24 hours straight, it would probably be that. Okay. But it's, it's kind of the unofficial theme song to the show, so I can't really say that one for sure. Um, past that, I really couldn't pick one just because... I tend to channel skip during uh, things like that. Okay. And, uh, um, you know, so I'll flip to another channel, see if something else is on, or I'll flip to another channel uh, and not have to listen to that. I hate intros and theme songs to begin with in general. Really? Okay. I like, I quite love them, and I think that they do set the tone for for most shows. Um, Yeah, and I totally agree on that. It's just, when you're my age, you've been through so many of them. That <laughs> right. You just, you just kind of get over it. That's why I kind of half-picked mm. the Supernatural, just because Kansas is a great band to begin with. And yeah. 
Carry On My Wayward Son is so iconic, both in the music and the lyrics, that I don't think I could actually get tired of that. Mm -hmm. I could maybe do, like, Walking Dead or something, but that's a lot shorter and a lot sort of... It's almost like it's fast-forwarded sometimes. Um, yeah. So that would, I think that would get annoying quicker. Because uh, Game of Thrones is a bit more of an actual, like, song, and it's a little bit slower, and, like, it's still got the yeah, great it's got beats a, to it's it. Yeah, it's got a very great orchestral pace to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that, was, that was quite cool as well. Um, all right, let's go to our questions and stuff. So this is from the Bold Move forums again, um, which I, I posted in. So, Jasminana uh, says, I've been going through this thing where I have so much good TV, I feel like I need to start or catch up on that I begin to feel paralyzed by all the options. It almost feels like a burden to mentally prepare myself to invest in a prestige show that I know will be worth it, but I have to pay attention to. So, instead of... Uh, so instead, I end up rewatching Game of Thrones or Friends for the 37th time or whatever Marvel movie is on cable that day. Does anybody else feel that way? Um, I, I, I've I had that a few times with some shows. Like, I'll have a little bit of spare time here or there for whatever reason. And I'll look at something in my Netflix list and be like, okay, people have told me about this. I've wanted to watch it. It's just a case of pressing play. Because once you press play and you just kind of let it happen in, in a good way um and then you just get into the show, show from there <clears throat> how do you feel in regards to that well i can definitely understand it i mean these yeah. shows follow the same format in terms of when they're when they premiere and when they end so that you tend to have a lot of the shows especially when you get a bunch of shows that you like playing at the same time i can absolutely understand that yeah. Uh, what I tend to do is I tend to multitask. Mm -hmm. So what I'll do is I'll find a video game that I can play, but I don't have to have like laser focus on. And then I'll just have uh, Hulu or something playing and watch that and then just kind of half play the video game. Okay. And that way I can keep up on it. Well, not just completely isolating myself to doing uh, one thing, just one thing with, mm -hmm. you know, watching the TV show. Obviously, <laughs> if I'm watching something live, yeah. Uh, then that's the case. Mm -hmm. But I've never been that... able to. I've never been able to do that. I've tried a couple of times, um, but I say to myself like, okay, you're either gonna play this game or watch this show. So um, it just doesn't quite work for me in that way. Um, but yeah, like at this time of year, it's in a good way. It can be overwhelming to. To have like okay, there's all these shows on. They're all really good, but which ones do I actually have the time and care for? Um, and some stuff you you push to later or you'll watch later or whatever. Um, I've never understood the whole like okay, it's winter, people are staying inside. Let's put all the TV back on. It's like Game of Thrones has been on basically every summer for its run, as far as I know. And it's enormous. It's the, I don't agree with the whole, like, okay, it's summer, people going to go on holidays. Sure, they probably are. But not from, like, April to October. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, Plus, got... there's not going to be any Game of Thrones until 2019, it looks like now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, you have the six months of uh, the, the, like, middle part of the year, or even two or three months most people go on holiday for one maybe two weeks maybe a little bit more so it's like you can always catch up on stuff when you come back 
it's not like the world abandons TV in the summer. So I've never understood the whole like, oh, full TV has to be huge because, you know, everyone stays inside. Do, do you agree with that? Well, I mean, that's one of those things to where uh, that's just, they're following the older formats going back, you know, to the 30s and 40s and 50s when the TVs, uh, you know, when television and the television channels were first a thing. Yeah. Because, you know, the summers were off because, you know, the kids were off and, you know, so they kicked them outside to do stuff. <laughs> and so fall is when, you know, you got back to school and then you got back. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that it's only just now that they're starting to uh, uh, change that with things like uh, Netflix and Hulu right. doing original programming. Mm. Netflix doesn't care what time of the year it is, so. Yeah. Yeah, neither does Amazon or release I guess, all the episodes Hulu. at once anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll read one more uh, question thing here. Uh, Michelle from California says, This week uh, kicks my television viewing into high gear, watching some of the season premiere of This Is Us, uh, another show that I'm kind of interested in but haven't seen. Uh, that's what I said. Uh, which I love so, so much, and Will and Grace start again on Thursday. So excited. And then there's like 10 shows in between all this. My DVR is getting a workout. Um, yeah, like I said, it's a busy time of year. All the TV comes back and stuff. Um, don't get me wrong, it, it like when you throughout the summer here, like oh, Walking Dead's filming again, Flash is filming again, and all these all these other October shows, it does get me excited for October. But like, it's a case of let let's say CW wanted to do another three superhero shows, right? You couldn't put them all on. You couldn't put them on as well as the other ones that are on in October. It would just be complete overkill. Um, I mean, in terms of the, yeah, and that's the, why they're doing the, uh, the Black Lightning show yeah uh, toward next year, along with probably the next season of I Zombie. Yeah, like I think in terms of the October superhero shows, I think we're already full up with what we need. I mean, it's once a week, so you only have to wait six days for your next episode. And when you spread them out during the week, you have there's plenty of them. So if if I I kind of always said like if there was more of the superhero shows or stuff or any or anything like that, then it should be towards more of the April June sort of slot. Um, but there we go. Uh, that's everything I wanted to talk about this week. So uh, you can find us on entertainmenttalk.org. This week's a busy one. Uh, I think I'm going to put this out on like a Tuesday or, or something like that um, for this week, which would be like the 24th. Um, but Walking Dead comes back this week. That will be on Wednesdays. Uh, we've got a gaming podcast, which is out on Sundays. We've got The Gifted and Star Trek reviews written. Uh, those are just the solo sort of written reviews by me. Those come out on Mondays uh, or sometimes Tuesdays or whatever, um, but mostly Mondays. We got uh, American Horror Story, which Eddie is covering at the moment. I do have his episode recap for episode seven. It may or may not be up by the time you're listening to this, but I will put that up during the week. And then, of course, you got episode eight. Um, I think that's about everything at the moment. Uh, quite a lot of stuff, but we're in the busy season, so that's the way it works. Um, you can keep up to date with us on social media, of course, Twitter, Facebook, the Facebook group. Uh, those all in your, the links to those are all in your descriptions. Uh, Patreon.com. You can support us for a dollar a month. Uh, that will get you the ad-free feeds for that month and all the previous ad-free uh, podcasts. 
you can find us um sorry you can support us by using word of mouth uh, spread the website link around tell your friends and family that kind of stuff or you can rate and review us on itunes again links in the description for that so just uh, write a review for us it will help us to get shown in the feeds but until next time we'll see you on the next piece of content goodbye goodbye